Welcome to HG Church Podcast, where we provide clarity in life through Jesus Christ. We are so glad you are joining, and wherever you are listening from, we believe God will provide you clarity through today's message. Hey, HD Church, welcome back to HD Online. We are back, and we are starting a new series called From Sitting to Serving. And what it is, we're going to be talking about the transition from hearing God's Word to being an active doer of His Word and for serving in the kingdom of God. Amen. So tonight I want to talk to you about how to be useful, being useful to the master. Okay. My question for you is, are you being useful? That's something I want you to think about tonight. As we go over these scriptures, think about it in your heart and in your mind as we go over this and, and, and answer that question for yourself. Are you being useful for the master? So I'm going to start in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 20 and 21, it says, But in a great house there are many, not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master and prepared for every good work. The purpose of the church is to be active. We are not supposed to be uh, a dead church. We are supposed to be al- alive and active, out and going. The Bible says that Jesus told the disciples, go therefore. And in the Greek, that actually means not just to go, but to go and keep going. So we've been commanded by the master to go into all the world. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about this. And um, I think that we can all agree that we are being equipped to do the work of the ministry. Um, our pastors, uh, the teachers, the leaders in the church, when they come up here and minister, they're equipping us to do the work of the ministry. Amen. So are you being useful? That's our topic for the night. And that's the question for you. So if you're going to be useful, the first thing you have to do is you have to hear the word. This would be the sitting portion. We come to church and we hear the word. Amen. And I want to refer to Mark chapter four, verses 14 through 20. And it talks about this is actually the explanation of the parable of the sower. Okay, and in the parable, if you remember, it talks about different kinds of grounds. Um, This this kind of has to do with us. Okay, how we hear the word. It's referring to how we receive the word. Amen. This is important. Because all of us that come to the church, we all hear the word. Amen. So let's look at the different kinds of ways that um, uh, Mark chapter four is explaining how people hear the word. The first one is by the wayside. Okay, and it says that Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Amen. So these people receive the word. They hear it. But Satan comes And he takes it away from them. Amen. The second ground is a stony ground. Now on this one, they hear the word and immediately receive it with gladness. But they have no root, so they only endure for a time. After when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So to me, this seems like an emotional thing. They come, they get excited over the word. You might even hear them say that was a good word. But 
they have no root so that when tribulation or persecution comes, immediately the Bible says they stumble. The, the third one, the third ground is among thorns. And on this one, it says that they hear, but the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So we have all these different things that are against the word. And basically it all comes down to um, the word not being fruitful. You got the cares of the world. You got the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things. Once again, it's unfruitful. And the fourth ground is the good ground. It says, these are those who hear the word, accept it or receive it and bear fruit. Some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. So one thing that you can ask yourself is, how do I hear the word? Okay, what kind of ground am I? All right, we just talked about four different kinds of grounds. So we can be truthful, we can be honest and ask ourselves, what kind of ground am I? Amen? Are we coming to church and sitting down in the seat and just having an emotional, um, exciting experience? And then after service, um, we can hardly remember what the word was about. You know, I'm hoping that's not what the case is, but um, it's possible that that's what happens. Amen. So my question, I got another question is, this is something that came up in my heart is, how much are we honoring the word of God? Do we we honor the, the word? Are we making sure that we're good ground so that we can receive that word? It's interesting that when you look at this parable, There's only one ground that actually produced fruit, and that was the good ground. One out of four. But the Bible says that all of them heard the word. So let's talk about the good ground. I think that we have the purpose in our heart to be good ground. And, And I believe that this happens before we even get to church, before we even come to the building. Before you even hear that word, you have to make sure that you are good ground to receive it. And I know, because I've been there, where you're on your way to church and you, and you get in an argument or you start um, having situations come, things are attacking, and, and you let it get to you emotionally. And you might even get upset, you might be yelling, whatever the case is, and then you come to church and you expect to hear the word of God and, and have it do something in your life. But the thing is, is we have to prepare our hearts. We have to get our, our hearts ready to be good ground for that word to be planted. So when that happens, what I, what I suggest doing is, is going to God and, and, and saying, you know what, God, I'm sorry for that. I know that your word is, is, is very, very important. I need, I need that word to be planted on good ground. And if and if there was an issue with somebody else, you can go to that person and, and, and you know, and settle it before that word gets sown. Amen. We want to be good ground. Amen. So um, there's different ways that we can hear the word. Um, the first one is, is the written word. Um, when you're studying, you, um, you, when you study the word of God, you're, you're, you're studying his words. 
The written word of God is a way of hearing his word. Um, another way of hearing his word is by rhema. And I've talked about this before, but that's the anointed spoken utterance. When you are reading God's word and then he speaks something to your heart and you hear it, that's the rhema. Okay, and these are different ways that we can hear God's word. So the, the purpose of hearing is that we stay in constant fellowship with him. And then when he says to do something that we're active, we're able to hear him and then we're able to do what he says to do. So this is the first step to being useful. The second step is applying the word. Applying the word. James 1, 22 through 25 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Then verse 25 says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. This one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. The only one that gets blessed is the doer of the word. So, so how do we apply the word? I said before that we come to church and we get equipped. We're being equipped for the work of the ministry. In order to apply the word, we have to be intentional. Okay. I remember when... Um, when I started coming to the church and Pastor Juan was here and I still remember um, a lot of the, the things that he did, a lot of um, a lot of his sermons. But when he went home to be with the Lord, you know, me and my wife decided we, we intentionally decided that we were going to be committed. And and that's actually when we started seeing a big difference Okay, we started getting more active whenever the church was open, whenever there was something going on, we were here at the church. Amen. And I started going to the Bible college. At first, I thought it was just another Bible study. So I was like, I wanted to do all I could. So I said, yeah, I'll go to another Bible, Bible study, you know, and little did I know that I was going to be studying the word like that. You know, I have to say that since I joined the Bible college, I have never studied the word like I have since I've been in the Bible college. Then I started ushering. Um, now the, the safety team, you know, all this stuff happens when you start, when you make a commitment. Amen. In Ephesians 4.1, Paul is talking to um, the believers in Ephesus. And he says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with, with, with which you were called. We all have a calling in our life. Our job is to find out what it is and do it. OK, there are plenty of places in the church to serve. All right. But you have to make the decision. You have to want to be to serve in the church. Amen. Um, and there's all kinds of places you can start wherever. And that doesn't mean that you're going to stay there, but, but you have to start somewhere. The way I started, I started going to church. I, st I, I made the commitment to serve by, um, 
by going to the Bible college and then being an usher. And like I said before, the safety team. And that's how it works. It, it, you get you progress. OK, you grow in the Lord. Um, but nothing would have happened if I would have just stayed where I was coming to church on Sundays, hearing the word. It was a good word. Praise the Lord. And then going home and continuing with the same lifestyle. All right. It, it, it takes commitment. And that's when I saw the difference. Amen. So I want to finish with a story uh, about somebody in the Bible. And it's in the book of Acts. And it's talking about Philip. If you never read about Philip, it's very, very good. It's somebody that I looked, um, I like to uh, read about because um, I like to say that part of my life is things that he does as well. Amen. So in Acts chapter 6, verse 1 through 4, it says this. Now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And if you keep on reading, you'll see that Philip was one of the seven that was chosen. Amen. And then we skip down to um, Acts chapter eight. And um, I'm going to read verse four through eight. And right now, Saul is wreaking havoc on the church. He's throwing them into prison. He's dragging them out of their houses. He's doing all kinds of bad stuff. And verse 4 says, Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere, preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Same chapter, chapter 8, verse 26 and 27, it says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge over all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship. So Philip, being obedient, comes across his eunuch. And the Bible says that he preaches Jesus to him. Amen. Then we're going to skip all the way down to Acts chapter 21. And I'm going to read verse 7 through 8. It says, um, this is the life of Paul. So it, it started talking about how Saul turned to Paul, but they're on a voyage. And it says in verse seven, and when we had finished our voyage from Tyre, we came to Ptolemas, greeting the brethren and stayed with them one day. On the next day, 
we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven and stayed with him. So the reason why I bring up Philip is that from the beginning of Acts, when they first mentioned him to the, the end in chapter 21, the first thing he did was serve tables. And then he started growing the Lord. He started preaching. And then by the end, they referred to him as Philip the Evangelist. Now, I, I've been studying the Bible for a little while. And that's, I believe, is the only time when somebody is actually referred to as the Evangelist. Okay. So he was out doing it. If they were referring to him as the Evangelist, then people knew him as Philip the Evangelist. Amen. So this is a great example of going from sitting to serving. So we as a church, we have to go from church goers to Bible doers. Amen. And I believe that there's something to do for everybody. And, you know, during this time while I'm speaking, God might be saying something to you. That you should be doing this or you sh you could be doing that. You might see something that's needed in the church and God puts it in your heart to do it. Like I said before, you have to start somewhere. And I believe that when you start doing this, when you start growing in this, that God's going to reveal stuff to you and that you'll start even finding out what your purpose in the body of Christ is. Amen. Amen. I hope that ministered to you guys tonight. You know, I, I believe that um, when we come to church, it's to get built up, but not just to get built up so we can keep it, but so that we can go out so that we can serve. All right. Start by the local church. Start by this church. OK, if you're coming to church and you're not serving, you need to ask yourself, what can I be doing in the body of Christ? Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To find out more about HD Church, like upcoming events, ways to give, and much more, be sure to check out our website at hdchurchdelano.org. Grace and peace be with you all.